Yeah. Wow. So if you were starting out today, knowing exactly what you know, how would you have done it? I mean, I still think I would go and learn because I feel like no matter what you know, there's still something you don't know, <laughs> right? <laughs> and one of my yeah. favorite things to do, I just realized that Seth Godin has made it into a thing now where he calls it meatball Sundays. Um, it's taking something that is totally unrelated and, you know, marrying it to something. And maybe that's what the science and arts gave me. Yeah. That's what my left, right brain gave me. Like taking something that is yeah. completely unrelated and marrying it to something else and then they work. That is innovation. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now let's talk about your branding for Blessing. So now when I, I obviously, the brand Blessing Abeng is almost separate from you. And I believe that that has been something you've um, been intentional about creating. And I would really want to go, you know, behind the scenes on that. Um, what, what are some of the, how, how did you set up your various touch points? Because there's so many touch points and they are all in sync like in sync to the sea. <laughs> how, how, do, how do you set up those touch points? Did you sit down one morning and put down every day, like, oh, I'm setting up my links, my emails, my email signatures, my Instagram, like how, how did you do that? My dear, so this is the first thing. I think it should be a lesson to like everyone listening. Branding is not like a logo, right? It's not a color. It's not a font. It's not the name. It's not the product. Branding is literally who you are every time your customers interact with you or your potential audience interacts with you. So it means that at every point, it's like you meeting me in my house and I give you a whole different vibe from when you meet me on the street. It's like, did I meet two different people? I need to be consistent. I need to ensure that my life, like I am not trying to fake it at different environments. You need to be able to relate with me. You, you can't eat a KFC. Like it doesn't make sense to go to McDonald's in Chicago. And then when you go to McDonald's in New York, the taste is entirely different. Mm. You There's a trust space that is going to just, something in the trust circle is going to fall somewhere. You walk into KFC knowing exactly what, you're already probably eating the food in your head because you know the taste you're expecting. Same thing for me. You know, I was so used to branding everybody else and doing comps for everybody else that I didn't pay too much attention to my own brand. Right? And then in 2019, I went for this babes course. I registered for a girls course. And I was like, I could literally teach this girl. So I was like, what am I really doing with my time? What am I really doing? So I just vexed and I went to go and do my own course. I was like, oh, I'm going to teach people, you know, that people deserve to know this thing and like know it well. So I set up my own course and oh my God. I knew there was like 10K or something. But only, I mean, like the publicity was crazy. My friends who knew my work were tweeting about me. The CEO of Tony Lumilu Foundation said on LinkedIn, this girl knows her stuff, you know, go for this course, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. After everything, only two people registered. And I really looked at myself in the mirror that day and said, Blessing, would you have even registered for your own course? Because I went back mm -hmm. to my Instagram page and all I saw was Zanzibar trips, nice, cute, you know, food that I love to eat. Maybe the <laughs> visit to the woman. 
in the Abacha corner in Imo State. Mm-hmm. Then one of that travel that I did in, like, I just saw myself in different places, but nothing mm. really saying I knew anything about branding. And yeah. so I asked myself, would you have registered for your own course? I The answer was no, because there was nothing showing that I knew anything about that course. So in 2019, I made a personal decision to start sharing, you know, things of value. So not just so you can know that I know branding, but also so you can know branding because I know branding. Right. And so that just sort of spiraled into, okay, now if I'm going to take this seriously on Instagram, I'll take it seriously. Um, Physically, I'll take it seriously everywhere. I mean, I was already taking it seriously physically, but like, how do I expand it so that beyond just, and again, I was very specific. I tried not to make my whole page about branding and communications. I wanted a good mix of connect with me for who I am, not because of what, like what I do, right? And so I would do all that balance of, okay, I'm still eating food in Zanzibar, but you know, I still know branding. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got a cat, you know, but, you know, I still know branding. And from the yeah. way I even manage my cat's post, you will know that I can do storytelling very well. So it's like, <laughs> exactly. So it's like, I, I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm teaching you. And you can see it in every aspect of my life. I need to leave what I'm teaching. That's the best yeah. form of teaching. And so that's probably why I've been able to be consistent. How long did it take you between deciding I need, I need to overhaul what I have and position it for what I want to do and actually doing it. I just want like it didn't take me curious. time or so let's say 2019 now October was when I felt my shame or August maybe something around that time so summer was when I felt my shame. November I got married so I didn't really have time to be you know paying attention to anything else. Well I had time but I was focused on trying to <laughs> on trying to get sponsors and partners for my wedding which I successfully did. I did my wedding. You were trying to run a course when you were a month in to your, to your wedding. So my wedding distressed me, to be honest. I had, I knew exactly how much I was going to spend. I knew exactly what the wedding was going to be. I reached out to people who already did things for me. So if you were the cake I used to eat on my birthday, you'd be the cake for my wedding. If you were the person who used to make me up when I was going to go and chill, you be the person who would make me up for the wedding. So I didn't stress myself trying Aww. to get anything. It was mostly my friends who catered were vendors for everything. And um, I spent the exact budget amount I was I had in mind. I also tried to get sponsors and partners. I wrote proposals and things like that for Bitcoin and sponsor and partner they did. So my wedding didn't stress me. Actually did not. Aww. Yeah, so like January, January 2020 was when like I took everything seriously and like between January 2020, like I wouldn't even lie to you, it was like 2020 that, you know, I started sharing content and being very intentional about my personal brand and you can see the difference, so it's been super clear. Wow, 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 and it hasn't taken it hasn't, I don't think it's taken that long. It's a little over a year. And it, it feels like, yeah. seriously, when, when I go to your LinkedIn, your Instagram, your, your digital page, like every single day, I'm like, hey, this, this looks like a year's work. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like a year's work. <laughs> yeah. 
but then that's, yeah. that's what really is, right? It is what it is. Like if you really are passionate about this thing, you're, you're doing it for others and you set out to do it for yourself, it's going to be so damn good. Exactly. I think exactly. That's, that's the message. Oh my God, yeah. you preached it. Woo! <laughs> so where do you, where did you choose your adjectives? What I mean by, so I'm, I'm sure you knew so many things about yourselves that I, well, first, I'm a blessing. Second, I'm creative. Third, I'm, I'm organized. I'm structured. Like, what, how did you choose, you know, the, let's say the top three adjectives you wanted to be known for? Hmm. So it's part of my branding process that I do naturally. So if I come to you, like to anybody else, I would just be like, what five adjectives describe you, right? And when I, when I teach about personal branding, I say, figure out what five adjectives describe you because that's how you see yourself. But then reach out to your five closest friends or your five closest customers or five people who are important in your life or to the thing that you're trying to you know, build and ask them, what five adjectives describe me? Find the ones that connect. And then mm. find the ones that connect with yours, but also find the ones that connect across those five people because sometimes how we see ourselves is not how people see us. Yeah. And that's really yeah. what you want to pay attention to. So for sure, you want to be able to say, okay, these parts, these five things that these people said, negative or positive, I like this positive, but I don't like this negative. So this is what I'm going to do to fix it. And also being very clear because who you are, I say it all the time, is the middle ground between who you were and who you want to be. So it's pretty difficult to describe sometimes, but if you can keep your eye focused on, this is what I want to be, but this is where I am now. So what do I need to do to ensure that I get to where I want to be? and begin to practice those things. That could give you an insight into another adjective that you would want to be seen as. But for me, you know, it came easy. The things that I think about myself, I mean, I think them, I leave them, I do them. So when I asked people, they said the exact same thing. So it wasn't really a, it was a no-brainer for me, really. Mm. And what are, what are your adjectives? I, I just want to be. <laughs> oh my God, they've transcended so much. Like for minimalism is definitely number one on that list. Mm. Creative is another, strategic is another. Wow. 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 And then my last but one question, I, I know you have to go. We could do this all day long and I would <laughs> surely, <laughs> I wouldn't mind. But my last but one question would be, how, how do you select your look? Um, so your hair, your, um, the, even the kind of filter you're using for your photos, it's like black, white, yellow. And it's not any kind my of fear yellow, is, like if I tell you, My friend, if I tell you, you wouldn't believe me, but I would try. I am a lazy person. I am extremely <laughs> lazy. You see what I said? I'm extremely lazy. And so thank God for process, right? If I find something that works, I find a structure around that thing just to ensure that I never have to stress to do it again. Or if I, you know, figure out I've tried to figure out the fastest, easiest way to get the optimum results, right? So for example, when Instagram was blowing up then, one of the biggest teachings that we used to go around was, you know, you needed to have like a VSCO filter. So all your presets, everything is going to look the same, blah, blah, blah. 
I tried and I'm like, this thing is too freaking stressful. I can't, I can't be doing this every day. Who's going to do that? Oh, let me try to color code. Who's doing this? Black and white was a filter. <laughs> and it didn't stress my life. To add to it, black and white was already a favorite color because it just felt like a great canvas for others to be able to express themselves, right? So other colors can easily just shine on black and white. And so it's just like, so why am I stressing my life? You know, just do this thing. And so I did it. And moving on to my hair, you know, I was just like, I found a style that I tried one time. It worked. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to do this for a while. Because why stress your brain when you can be doing something else? And so I stuck on that, you know, and it worked. Again, minimalism is so important to me. If I can't, like, if I can't keep it simple, then there's a problem. Maybe I don't know it as well, you know. Yeah. And then the yellow, just because I'm vibrant, fun, interesting, there needed to be something that would pop. So you know that I'm not a boring person. You know? In the midst of all this thing, I can just, I yeah. can live life, you know. And so that's why the yellow and that exact shade of yellow just sort of captured it. It wasn't too loud, but it was loud enough. Yeah, it, it is really loud enough. God, <laughs> so you're lazy. <laughs> It's very lazy, very, very lazy. My friends argue with me, but yeah, I'm lazy. That's the truth. Wow. That brings me to my very last question. Um, how do you implement learning curves? And when do you decide to just trust your strategy? So this is just going behind the scenes on your work. So there are times when I'm, I'm very sure you put your, you've initiated a strategy and it's not necessarily giving you the results you intended it to give you. How, how do you decide or when do you decide? You're, you're just going to wait it out and see how As soon as I'm bored, as soon as I'm bored. And I'm, I'm very easy to get bored. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy for, rather for me to get bored. So for example, let me give you a perfect example now. My page is boring to me now. I'm just bored of it. I'm like, I'm tired of this style of Instagram. And now I'm trying to figure out what interesting things can I do? What interesting ways can I do it? You know, and that's where my head is at now. And I found ways and I've also released it. So I'm just excited about that. But in the midst of my boredom, I'm also very, um, what's it called? I'm also very um, intentional because I need to know, of course, you have to have a good middle ground between experimenting and, you know, finding what works and using that. Yeah. So while I'm experimenting, I still use parts and aspects of what was working so I can see which is working better, what was working or what I'm experimenting with. And if what I'm experimenting with is working better than, you know, it's all about results. If what I'm experimenting with is working better than what was working, I would switch immediately and make this the new structure. Yeah. Wow. It's wow. always about what works. Always. Yeah. Yeah, so are we going to see colors again on your page? So if I tell you now, how would you know to keep paying attention <laughs> and like not knowing which one? I'll take away the ginger, the sweetness of mystery. So I'm going to wait for you to check it out. Yeah, I, I sure will. My very last question is just a fun size. But even if, even if there are colors, I can assure you that, you know, there would still be a predominant white or a predominant black, mm -hmm. even if they're colors. And, and they're going to be badass. Mm. <laughs> my very last question is um well maybe this quite maybe yeah so what i want to know is 
who taught who about the black and white? Was it you to whom or whom to you? So let me see, let me see, let me see. Okay, so let me ask the first question first. So my black and white was working for me and whom saw it and is like, this thing is working. So, you know, why stress myself when yours is working? And so he just took it. I didn't even feel like he copied. I felt like it was a thing of convenience. They just took it. He even asked me, they asked me, no, we just brainstormed together and he took it. And it also worked for him. So, and I'm like, it works for our double page. So hello, take it, you know, it works. So that's that. Um, 